This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The latest tips and equipment to improve your game. The latest from the leaderboards and your favorite courses. This is Golf in the Northwest, an action-packed hour about everything golf. Now, here's your host for Golf in the Northwest, Jason Swigard. And a fine good morning to you all as uh, we are in the the midst of summer, the summer season. Here with you for the next hour. Uh, we will be heavily focused on the Women's U.S. Open today. We have two guests coming up, so we got a lot of we got to get after it, as they say. Uh, here we'll talk to Bruce Stewart, long time uh, instructor. He was the Teacher of the Year uh, in the Oregon uh, PGA chapter. Uh, and Bruce works out of Stone Creek, one of our favorite courses here in the area. Uh, he was down at the U.S. Open. One of his prized pupils uh, made Chrissy uh, Carmen, who's now the assistant uh, women's golf coach at the University of Oregon, grew up in Canby, played at Oregon State, Portland State, but she won the 2022 USGA Mid-Amateur and got a spot in the Women's Open. Unfortunately, did not make the cup, or Bruce was down there with her. Uh, so we'll talk to Bruce, uh, get his thoughts on on how it played for the women the very first time. Uh, the Women's U.S. Open has been played at Pebble Beach. We saw the the Women's PGA being played at Baltus Raw, uh, starting to play some of these grand courses uh, with so much history. So glad that we're seeing uh, the, the best women uh, golfers in the world be able to play these grand stages. And then at 840, we're going to go to Pebble Beach. Uh, Gabby Herzig, who is now uh, covering golf for Sports Illustrated, we had her on earlier in the season, uh, but she's been down there. Get her thoughts, what's going on with some uh, unfamiliar names at the top of the leaderboard, how the course is holding up, what the experience has been like. We said goodbye to a couple of legends, at least in their professional careers, with Michelle Wee West and Annika Sorenstam uh, being paired together in a special grouping. Loved what the USGA did for them uh, in consultation with the LPGA, uh, kind of a tribute to all that they have done to progress the women's game. And, uh, and so we'll get there. A note for next week. I'm going to be on the road. I got to go visit my son. I haven't seen him for a while. He's over there in Bend living the high life. Uh, just, you know, fishing, hanging out, doing what he's doing. He's got a little summer internship. So I'm like, I need to go make sure he's okay. You know, eating some decent food, maybe a vegetable mixed in at some point. Why don't you go move down there? Then you can just golf a bunch. 
Uh, trust me, if I could figure out how to find, uh, you know, a gig that would uh, afford the lifestyle that you would like in Bend, it's it's not out of the question. You could do it. So, but uh, our good friend Dominic over at the Oregon PGA called his buddies out at Tethro, which is not far from uh, from where my son is. Said, "Hey, we'd love to do a golf show out there." So I'm so excited. So I'm going to be at Tethro uh, next week. We'll talk to their head of instruction uh, as well as uh, one of their event sales uh, representatives as well in the show. So uh, if you're looking for, you know opportunities to go over there and play and take in uh, one of the top courses there in the area uh, we'll have that for you so thank you to everybody uh, at tethro and dominic there uh, for arranging that so we'll be live on the road next week and we're getting down to it uh, we've only got six or seven more shows before uh, the season ends and we get into football season seahawks preseason game on august 26th they'll be at Green Bay, so they are taking over our slot because pregame starts at 8 a.m. for the 10 o'clock kick. And then uh, August 19th, that'll be the last show, and I think it's going to be uh, your boys from the Grip City podcast, Eric and Dirt, because I will be in Hawaii that week on my one summer vacation. Your one summer vacation? My one summer vacation. Some would say the summer of swag is nothing but a vacation, and there's certainly merits to uh, that argument. Not only that, but the fact that you are phrasing a vacation to Hawaii as my one summer vacation. My one summer vacation. Oh, yeah, I'm getting out of one. Dodge. It's just terrible. Well, I'm the taking. One, I'm taking the one my son. trip to paradise. I get. Yeah. Well, I'm taking my son. We're visiting the parents who have a place down there, and uh, but it's a little. Uh, he's he's all but wrapped up from college. Yeah. He likes to fish. I'm not one for fishing. There are those that aren't for golf. Say that's the boring way to waste five hours outside. I would say the same thing of fishing. Uh, but I said, look, he loves it. If you're ever going to get me on a boat, stick me on a big 42-foot craft out in the Pacific Ocean amidst the Hawaiian Islands, and let's go find a giant swordfish or marlin. So, so yeah, we're doing that for him. Let's go. All righty. Uh, lots to get to this week. Obviously, the U.S. Women's Open taking center stage. But as always, we will start by going inside the ropes. It's time for an insider's look at the leaderboards. The latest on all tours, plus local golf events and golf news. This is Inside the Ropes, part of Golf in the Northwest. Just one other tour besides the LPGA Tour in action this week. That is the PGA Tour uh, the John Deere Classic in the Quad City, Silvis, Illinois, TPC Deere Run. Uh, and it, it, this is always a oddly placed. I, I sometimes feel bad for the John Deere Classic. It's hard for them to get fields. They're not an elevated event. Uh, it is the last um, full field kind of PGA Tour event before everybody starts going across the Atlantic to get ready for the Open Championship um, and they will play in the Irish Open, they'll play in the Scottish Open, which is now a PGA Tour co-sanctioned event with the DP World Tour. So uh, sometimes hard for them to get a, a good field, but it is a big opportunity for some of the younger players uh, to get that first victory, and that is what we're seeing at the top of the leaderboard with Cameron Young. 13 under par. He's got a two-shot lead over Adam Shank, Garrick Higo, and Brendan Todd, all at 11-under. And then the youngster Ludwig Aberg out of Sweden, who is just done with his collegiate career at Texas Tech. He's in a group with Denny McCarthy at 10-under par. 
and uh, a lot of guys looking for their first PGA Tour victories. You would have think with all of the close calls, we're, we've seen Cameron Young, the youngster. He hits at a country mile. He's got a great beard. Uh, and you would have think he would have uh, had a victory at some point in his career, but he's still trying to do that, as is the case for Adam Shank. He's looking for one, and obviously Ludwig Aberg, uh just off of his uh, collegiate career, uh, trying to get him and secure a PGA Tour card uh, for next season. So that's going on. Uh, we've got early coverage on ESPN+, and uh, they'll – take over on CBS a little bit later today. Uh, some other news uh, coming up. Jay Monahan uh, did announce he's coming back from his medical event. You'll remember when all the hubbub came out uh, around the PGA Championship about the potential merger of Live Golf and the PGA Tour. Yeah, that's still out there. Funny how that quickly died as nothing really has come of it. Uh, but he had a medical event and all of a sudden had to recuperate. Still fuzzy on what exactly that entailed, but he announced he's going to come back to regular day-to-day operations overseeing the PGA Tour starting July 17th. So one, glad he is feeling better and able to return to his gig. And hopefully that means everybody will start to get some more details on exactly what things are going to look like at the top of professional golf uh, for the men between the PGA Tour Live Golf, the Public Investment Fund of uh, Saudi Arabia, and the DP World Tour, and if we're because we still don't have the schedule for next season, when they go back to the old way of doing it, the season essentially will start on the PGA Tour with the uh, Century Tournament of Champions at Kapalua. So the fall finish or whatever they're going to call it now, uh, really those points won't count toward. Uh, the FedEx Cup, and all of those sorts of things. So they'll really, truly get an offseason, which I think is fair. Uh, Guys shouldn't have to be playing 10, 11, 12 months out of the year to keep their tour cards and and keep in for Ryder Cups and those sorts of things. So, But we still haven't seen the schedule. Not sure quite how it's going to be working out and if there will be a path for live golfers to come back to the PGA Tour. So a lot of details uh, yet to be worked out. But all eyes this week on Pebble Beach, uh, where the women for the very first time are playing the U.S. Open. And a surprise name at the top of the leaderboard, Bailey Tardy, is a LPGA Tour rookie. She had a decorated career at the University of Georgia but then spent three long years toiling on the Epson Tour, which is the feeder tour. Uh, She was within uh, a couple of thousand bucks uh, three different times of making the LPGA Tour, uh, but just for whatever reason, couldn't quite get that tour card. Uh, She goes to the LPGA Q School last year, finished second in that, and did get her card this year. Uh, Disappointment at the... Uh, women's uh, PGA championship a couple of weeks ago, missed the cut. And so really surprising just two weeks later to kind of sort everything out. 
69 and 68, and she is at the top of the leaderboard, seven under par, looking for her first LPGA Tour victory. She is two shots clear of Allison Corpuz, another young American making her way up, still looking for her first LPGA Tour victory. H.J. Kim at five under par. Those two are tied. And Hey Ron Yu at three under par, also from Korea, mostly plays on the Korean professional tour. She is looking for her first LPGA Tour victory. Then a couple of uh, players that are a little bit more known, Nasa Hataoka from Japan at one under, and Leona Maguire from Ireland became the first Irish woman to win an LPGA Tour event earlier uh, this year, a former number one ranked amateur. They are at one under par. Those are your only players in red numbers. So the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach uh, and the USGA showing uh, kind of maybe what L.A. Country Club, some question, is it really worthy of a U.S. Open? Uh, no, they've got the course playing uh, exactly as they want it. If you can find the fairways, find those postage stamp size greens uh, at Pebble Beach, you will give yourself a chance to score. Uh, obviously, the weather is the biggest factor in this when the wind has died down at times. Bailey was the first one out on Friday morning uh, able to get and post that score. And then as the afternoon kicked up, the winds kind of kicked up a little bit. That Those Poana greens start growing. They get a little bumpy and a little squirrely, harder to make those uh, mid-range putts. And so she's uh, posted a little bit of a score. Uh, you're looking for some other bigger names. A Angel Yin is at even par, as is Inji Chun, Ayaka Faduri of Japan. Uh, you have Rose Zhang, who had a tough 74. Uh, she had a tough go of it, uh, looking for a ball on number eight in her first round over uh, on the side of the hill. Uh, but she was able to come back with a 171 in round two. So she is at plus one. And we saw... Uh, the charge she made in the final round of the Women's PGA Championship a couple of weeks ago put a scare into everybody. She just seems to get better, uh, takes in the course. She's played here before. She owns the uh, women's scoring record at 63 in the Carmel Cup last season, playing it as a, a collegiate. And so obviously as familiar with this course as anybody else. Uh, Ruin Yin, who won the women's uh PGA Championship. She is at plus one. Minji Lee, the defending champion, also at plus one, as is Charlie Hall, uh, who will be on the European uh, Solheim Cup team. So some big names there. Uh, some The top American names, though, that's where things are, uh, you got to go down a ways. Uh, Mina Haragay is at plus three. Andrea Lee is at plus three. Um, Lizette Salas at plus four. Nellie Corda did make the cut at plus five. She's coming back from the back injury. Um, Jennifer Cupshow missing the cut. And so we'll talk uh, a little bit later with Gabby Herzig of Sports Illustrated. One, to learn more about Bailey Tardy and Allison Corpuz, a uh, couple of names now. Uh, who had great collegiate careers but starting to make their way uh, up the leaderboards and, and should find victories here soon. But what's happened to the top American players? Uh, obviously, injuries an issue for the Corda sisters. Lexi Thompson uh, has not been herself of late. Daniel Kang has been battling some injury. What that may mean for the Solheim Cup team uh, coming up in September, going overseas to play in Spain. And... Captain Stacey Lewis, what sort of decisions is she going to have to make uh, based on those captain's picks? And we are, are we going to see a lot of fresh faces for the American squad because they are uh, doubling up. Solheim Cup will be right back in 2024 as they uh, get back 
uh, after skipping a year for COVID, getting back on the opposite years of the Ryder Cup. So that's the plan there. Should be a great, great play. Noon is when NBC KGW8 picks up coverage. Six hours today, six hours on Sunday. So you'll see the leaders from uh, first tee to final hole and uh, crowning a championship. But it's been absolutely fantastic uh, watching the ladies uh, play at Pebble Beach. And uh, we'll get more into that as well as we go along. So, again, Bruce Stewart, uh, outstanding instructor, Oregon PGA professional out of Stone Creek. Uh, he was coaching one of the players that qualified from Oregon, Chrissy Carmen, the 2022 USGA Mid-Amateur Champion, uh, the pride of Canby, now an assistant for the Oregon women's golf team. So we'll talk to Bruce uh, about his instruction uh, and uh, just how that course is playing, how difficult it is. And if anybody does get that bucket list opportunity to go down and play uh, Pebble Beach at some point in their lifetime, uh, what you want to take with it, what you need to have and understand about playing Pebble Beach. And then Gabby Herzig at 840. When we come back, it'll be the business of golf here this morning. Just getting going. It's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Which new driver is best for your game? Who makes the best golf gear? Where should you take your next golf vacation? Which local course should you get to know better? This is the business of golf every week on Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. 818 here this morning, Golf in the Northwest. Jason Swigard with you. We're uh, going to talk to uh, 2008 Oregon Teacher of the Year, Bruce Stewart, who was down at Pebble Beach this weekend with one of his prized pupils, Chrissy Carmen. Uh, after winning the Mid-Am, she qualified for the U.S. Women's Open this year. Uh, had a rough go of it, but we'll talk to Bruce uh, about what he saw down there, uh, Pebble Beach itself, and uh, maybe some tips if you ever get that opportunity uh, to play what is the number one ranked public accessible course in the United States. Uh, but I did want to get a few notes. We mentioned Jay Monahan, uh, the PGA Tour commissioner, uh, announced that he's going to come back to work on July 17th after dealing with the medical issue that's had him out for, for the last month or so, quite frankly. 
Um, one, glad that he's going to be okay, but hopefully that means we will start to get some more clarity on what the 2024 PGA Tour season is going to look like if there is going to be a 2024 live golf season at all and how this potential merger uh, behind the money of the Saudi Arabia PIF fund would look like if it's going to pass muster uh, with Congress and everybody else that it needs to and how quickly this could all shake out and we all get back to focusing on golf with the best fields that they can put together. Uh, It was a little funny anecdote though, um, in some regards, you may have saw Brooks Kepka, uh, who is captain of one of the live golf teams, the smash team, uh, recently had some, uh, quotes and Matthew Wolf, uh, who has had an interesting, uh, history himself, uh, coming out of, uh, college, uh, hit the PGA tour by storm. He had a very unique, uh, swing style, but he hit it. Uh, as far as anybody, won very quickly coming out on tour, but he has struggled uh, with some mental health issues. Uh, and uh, Brooksy just ripped him, basically wants him off his team, saying he would quit on the course, uh, which is funny when you think about so many guys from the PGA Tour who said guys are going to live golf, selling out. They're, they're quitting on the PGA Tour. They just want the paycheck. They're not interested in competing. So, Anyway, Matthew uh, Wolf responded, uh, saying he was heartbroken, that he didn't think any of that, even though he hasn't played very well. So it'll be interesting to see how uh, that turns out, um, as Brooks, many think, is one of the guys that, if there was an opportunity to come back to the PGA Tour in some fashion, uh, would be the first ones, along with Dustin Johnson, to try to make it work. But all of those details uh, yet to be worked out. But obviously the big business uh, going on is with the women playing Pebble Beach after playing Baltus Raw. Uh, we're starting to see them uh, playing so many more of these courses. We are used to seeing the men play their majors at, uh, and it can't be more dramatic. It's so much fun to see uh, them out there playing and, and playing well on these courses. Uh, we've got a little audio from uh, a few of your leaders, and everybody's going, who is who is Bailey Tardy? So unless you followed collegiate golf for the Epson Tour uh, very closely in recent years, this name is unfamiliar to most, but uh, uh, as is the case with a lot of young up-and-coming American players, uh, tremendous distance off the tee, a decorated amateur career, uh, but for some reason, that jump to the professional ranks took her a little longer than she expected. Uh, she was number six in the Epson Tour money list in 2020. They reduced it to the top five getting tour cards due to COVID. 12th in 2021, 11th in 2022, uh, just uh, dollars away each time. She kept at it. She kept at it and uh, has got to the point now uh, where she finds herself on top of the leaderboard after 36 holes. And she was asked uh, if she was surprised herself to be in this position. I mean, it feels great. I haven't performed great in the previous majors this year. So just to finally be able to throw some good rounds in and finally have everything come together. I feel like I've had really good ball striking days and then terrible putting days. And then I'll have a great putting day, but terrible ball striking day. So it's finally coming together and meshing well. um, And it just happens at the right time. And it couldn't happen at a better time. And I think what makes it a little more dramatic and and unbelievable is just she missed the cut. 
uh, 75-75, I believe, at the uh, Women's PGA Championship just a couple of weeks ago at Baltus Raw. Uh, she struck it extremely well, top 10 in greens and regulation, and could not sink a putt and uh, was uh, quoted as <laughs> she was about ready to toss her putter out. So she was asked uh, if she, uh, you know, the uh, the relationship with her putter, how did that go getting ready for this U.S. Open? My putter went to timeout for about three or four days, um, but no, she, he, she, whatever it is, um, is still in my bag. I did replace the head cover, so we, we, we fixed the head cover. Maybe that was the bad mojo, but um, no, I think I had, I hit 16 out of 18 greens first round at KPMG and shot four over, um, so it was all my putting there, and so I really focused on that through the off week, and it's worked out, I guess. <laughs> Yes, it has. She's the only one also to eagle number six both days. So that uh, is a testament to her length off the tee. Uh, she's had a couple of uh, big 300-yard uh, uh, drives out here. The women are playing uh, about 6,500 yards, par 72. Uh, so for the longer players, uh, the length, though, got to be accurate. And that's the one thing at uh, Pebble Beach with small greens. You've got to have the right angle of approach, and uh, the players that have been able to do that uh, have been able to find a little bit of scoring. Uh, the big story, as we said, farewell to the professional careers of Annika Sorenstam and Michelle Wee West at this tournament, and I thought that that was a great pairing. Glad that they were able to play uh, with one another, uh, really celebrate uh, kind of the transition from uh, you know that generation to the next and hand off the torch, but the next one to pick up the torch is Rose Zhang, who won in her professional debut, uh, scared the field on Sunday in her second start, which was her first major, uh, to finish near the top at the Women's PGA Championship. She holds the course record for women at Pebble Beach. She was a betting favorite at 20 years old. Uh, it's amazing how well she has handled all of this so far. Uh, and and. But she is now getting those ginormous galleries that we saw Annika Sornstam have, uh, that we saw Michelle Wee West get. Uh, just talked a little bit about getting used to being uh, maybe the biggest draw on tour right now. Super lucky that, um, you know, people like me out there. But I think that it does change a lot of um, a lot of how I play just because uh, you know, you have people just randomly shouting at you and randomly, you know, cheering you on. It's great and all, but it's definitely something that I've never been used to or been accustomed to since this is all very foreign and new to me. Week three as a pro. Um, but I think that I'm just really uh, lucky that they're out here and having a good time. I think that's how we grow the game and um, just women's golf. There's more people watching and it's incredible to see how many little kids, younger generations and even adults um, are out here, even though they don't know the sport as much, but they just want to come and support uh, every player out here. So I think it's really cool. Uh, amazing that she is 20 years old. Uh, and handling all of this in the manner that she is, which is a testament to why she's able to be so successful immediately on the LPGA Tour. 74 in the first round. Uh, she had quite an adventure on number eight that day, uh, but came back with a 171 in round two. She talked about the difference uh, that allowed her to score well in her second round. 
Just a little bit. Um, I was a very late tea time yesterday, uh, this morning. Uh, you know, from the start, it was a little colder. Um, but on top of that, the wind was picking up. Uh, and I felt like this wind was uh, a sort of wind that I was used to when I played back in uh, the Carmel Cup of last year. So um, it felt a little more familiar to me. And I was just trying to get the ball in the fairway and on the greens. Um, but I really had to uh, grind it out um, since I wasn't exactly um, in the best approach uh, when it came to greens and regulation. And that's something we'll talk to Bruce Stewart uh, coming up next about if, uh, you know, how he instructs course management, especially at a place like Pebble Beach. Um, once you get on the grounds, what you've got to do to manage your game to give you an opportunity to score in a U.S. Open setup. So uh, a little bit of the flavor from the players there. We'll make the turn. Bruce Stewart. The 2008 Oregon Golf Teacher of the Year, one of his pupils, uh, played in the U.S. Women's Open uh, in the first two rounds. We'll talk to him when we come back. This is Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This is Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Making the turn here, 829 this morning. Golf in the Northwest, Center and Saint will follow us. Dame Lillard Watch will be back on. When's he going to get traded? What can Portland get for him? They'll deal with it all for two hours. We do have baseball for you over on 910. Orioles and Twins, that'll be at 1030. Uh, All-Star Weekend getting set up at uh, Seattle. We'll have the Home Run Derby for you and the All-Star Game Monday and Tuesday over on 910 as well. But so pleased to have joining us now somewhere, uh, probably with the top down, cruising up Pacific Highway, uh, one there off the Monterey Coast, making his way back home. Uh, Long time uh, PGA uh, professional instructor. He was the 2008 Oregon Teacher of the Year. He's also a player in his own right. He's been to the Senior U.S. Open three different occasions. Uh, He's working out of Stone Creek Golf Club. Bruce Stewart joining us here this morning. Uh, How's the weather down there in California? Well, the weather was perfect, and we we beat the the heat up there the heat up in portland so it was about 64 at monterey every day <laughs> well yeah i think uh, people after last week would take that uh but joining us here one of your uh pupils chrissy carmen uh had qualified for this uh, u.s women's open after winning the 2022 uh mid-amateur uh she has since now uh, joined the staff at the university of oregon but she is the pride of canby high school a player in her own right uh just another pupil of yours the that's qualified for a U.S. Open. Uh, when you're working with players at that level, as you have for so many years, uh, getting them ready for big events like this, uh, how much of it uh, do you spend being technically uh, with them uh, versus kind of the mental approach, course management, uh, making sure they're primed to play as well as they can? 
Well, the the main thing when I go down there isn't really to work on the golf swing. Um, the main thing we worked on was the lines off the tee, you know, where to aim, because, you know, there's a lot of trouble there. And Chrissy drove the ball beautifully. I think, to be honest with you, I think she only missed one fairway in 36 holes. So that was the, the main prep was to know the lines off the tee, pay attention to uphill and downhill putts. So other than that, I was there for more moral support than, you know, just try to stay out of the way. <laughs> yeah, well, I imagine, uh, and and uh, to see the women playing at Pebble Beach for the first time, uh, and I, I've maintained for years for, you know, for the PGA Tour, what, what the top men do and, and hitting at 350, 360 yards is just so foreign, I think, to most of us. Um, but... I often find myself more enamored with the swings of 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 the top women's players um uh, because of their tempo, how smooth they are, uh the consistency with which they seem to play and when they play courses it's it's seemingly more relatable for me uh playing around 6500 yards uh at Pebble Beach um what do you find when you're working uh, with those top uh, uh, women players uh, that's different maybe it's it not to say it's not athletic but for me there just seems to be a, a smoothness generally uh, compared to some of the more violent swings that we see from the top men well the women are more flexible and that's why they look so smooth and don't fool yourself they'll probably blow it right by it oh those I know that <laughs> those those women are tremendous athletes and they can bomb it they really can. I was so impressed. Uh, we got to play with Anna Norquist in a practice round. She, she's got, she's got to be six one. And, but no, and we played with the USGA, uh, junior champion out of Henderson, Nevada, 17 years old, just bombs it. I mean, it, it was very impressive to see how these women are tremendous athletes and really can swing the golf club gracefully and get plenty of distance. Chatting here with Bruce Stewart, uh, PGA instructor out of uh, working at Stone Creek, one of our favorite courses uh, in the area. Uh, his, Chrissy Carmen uh, is uh, one of his uh, students. She qualified, did not make the cut, um, but uh, but the experience, I got to imagine, was tremendous. Uh, for those that some point might have a bucket list opportunity to go play at Pebble Beach, um, what you talked about, what you worked on with her, more the sight lines uh, and and off the tee, because you do have there's there's more elevation and undulation there than I think people realize. Um, sometimes they get some close up shots and and some blind tee shots, blind approach shots. For anybody that gets the opportunity to go down there, what do they need to to be aware of so they can try to get the most out of the experience? Well, there's a there's a lot of things to aim at. You know, you take for instance um, when she played the sixth hole, the par five, where you go, you drive downhill, but up it's a, you know, you're talking, God, I don't know, eighty feet uphill to the to get it to the next level. Usually, you know, there's well, when people play there, the tower won't be there, the camera won't be there, <laughs> so that that's a little bit different. But uh, there's a lot of houses you can aim at. Uh, the tenth hole, there was these two windows that uh, Chrissy aimed at on the tenth hole. Uh, number eight's a blind t- tee shot. Um, we had a 
house up there on the left because the wind was coming out. You know, it was uh, was heading east, so you had to aim a little bit more left because it could blow it over there in the rough, and then you're dead trying to cross that little bay. And then uh, the other thing that that's unique uh, at this point to Pebble Beach from a lot of the other courses that we see, uh, the size of the green. So you talked about getting it not only in the fairway but in the right part of the fairway to have an approach shot. What would you what would you want to work on? What do you think is going to be key for the women uh, this weekend uh, in in getting to the right spots of the greens? as those uh, pins start to get tucked closer to, to bunkers or the edges of the green? Well, the greens are so small, so if you just put the ball in the middle of the green, you're going to be pretty good. They're, the greens are very, very small. They're not big at all. So put the ball in the middle of the green and, and chip it and putt it, and you're going to do well. And then, of course, um, how has it... Uh, I got to imagine the, for the, those that haven't played it much, how much is just the awe of uh, the views, the Vista being right there on the course, uh, going out to seven and eight and then finishing uh, 17 and 18. How much do they just have to take it in a little bit and just get used to where they are so they can focus on golf? Uh, you know, the mind's an amazing thing. So it, uh, Pebble Beach, you know, that stretch of six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And then 17, 18, you know, the eyes can wander, the mind can wander. That golf course is 100 times more beautiful in person than it is on TV. So, I, I you know, I played in three U.S. Senior Opens, but uh, I was there. But mentally, I was gone. I, I just uh, struggled a little bit. But it, Pebble Beach, um, you really have to stay focused. No question. Uh, Chrissy, obviously uh, a player, but she's going to take over at the University of uh, or into the University of Oregon uh, program as an assistant. Uh, What uh, how is her game? And is she somebody we might see uh, obviously competing in a lot of uh, OGA events, but uh, continuing to compete in USGA events and uh, possibly uh, be back at the U.S. uh, Women's Open in the future? Well, I can I can tell you this that uh, she, she when she signed up with the University of Oregon, the the dates didn't work, and so she cannot defend her title for the USJ Mid-Am. But she will be playing in the USM Women's USM at Bel Air, and she's exempt for the next ten USJ Mid-Ams and two USMs, and she did play in the British Amateur in um, Scotland and made it to match play, uh, had an albatross there. She's going to continue to play amateur golf. Uh, she's going to embrace that. So that, you know, besides being the assistant coach at U of, U of O. So, yes, she's going to continue to play amateur golf. And as far as uh, you've been instructing, you've had uh, high school champions, uh, players go on to receive college scholarships. Uh, maybe uh, who's the name of somebody uh, maybe that you're working with now or that's out there? I know you, uh, Coach Spencer Tibbetts, who's trying to make his way through the PGA Tour uh, out of Oregon State. Who are some of the younger players maybe from the area that uh, you think have a chance to, to be known uh, in the years to come? Uh, well, definitely Jake Rogers from Alina, Oregon. Um, he's kind of under the radar because when he was like 12 and 13, he was up in Alaska on a fishing boat. So the tremendous talent. Uh, 
Uh, he's a PNJ Boys Junior Championship. Last summer, he's got a full race scholarship in Colorado State. Uh, won a couple tournaments down in California. Um, Graham Moody, who's playing for Wisconsin. Um, I, and I got a lot of talent coming up. Uh, kids are a lot younger. Um, it's a joy for me to develop this talent. It, uh, I always tell people my best years are ahead of me at 69 years of age. So. <laughs> well, we're looking forward to it. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes uh, for us this morning. Uh, everybody that will see you back at Stone Creek, uh, go say hi to Bruce. And um, we all wish you the best of luck. Safe travels coming home, and we'll talk to you soon. appreciate you having me on the air. Thank you very much, and have a good day. All right, you too, Bruce. Bruce Stewart, uh, PGA instructor here, former Teacher of the Year uh, from the state of Oregon. So a little flavor of uh, just what it takes to, to go down and perform well at Pebble Beach. Congratulations again to Chrissy Carmen. We wish her the best of luck both at the University of Oregon coaching uh, the women's uh, golf team there at Oregon, but uh, her ability to uh, continued success at the USGA Championships. When we come back, we're going to go to Pebble Beach. Uh, Gabby Herzig covering golf for Sports Illustrated. Going to return to the show. We'll get her thoughts on what she's seen for the first two days, what she thinks she's going to see here on the weekend at this U.S. Women's Open. This is Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. This is Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. 841 here this morning, Golf in the Northwest. Uh, the stage for golf, really, uh, to the women. USGA, the U.S. Women's Open at Pebble Beach for the very first time. It has been a spectacle. I would have liked to seen more of it with the TV coverage. It was a little hard to get. Only got the afternoon rounds uh, on USA if you didn't have Peacock uh, to stream it. Uh, but you will get six hours of coverage today and, again, six hours on Sunday right there on KGW uh, eight, the uh, NBC affiliate here in Portland. And so for those maybe that didn't see all of it, and I don't know how many people saw Bailey Tardy's round uh, yesterday. She was the first one out. She is your leader at seven under par. But we go now down to Pebble Beach. Gabby Herzig, breaking and trending news writer for Sports Illustrated Golf. Kind enough uh, to stop uh, for a moment down there at Pebble Beach. Return to the show. So happy to have her back. Uh, how's the experience been down there? Just uh, walking around, taking in the sights uh, to see the women playing their uh, one of their biggest championships there for the first time. Yes, hello. Thank you so much for welcoming me back. Um, I am just so lucky to be here at Pebble. I mean, it's just breathtaking if you've been here. Um, I actually hadn't walked the course before I got here this week. I had been to the 18th Green area when we visited the area for a college tournament, but I'd never actually been out to the famous 6th, 7th, 8th holes. So when I walked over there for the first time, I was just blown away. And to see the women compete here is just the cherry on top of all of it. Um, it's really something that the women's game has needed for a while to be playing on these courses. So it's just awesome to see, and especially as a woman in the golf media industry. Well, no question. And, and for those that maybe didn't hear you the first time, you played, you were senior captain uh, for uh, Pomona College uh, for the Pomona Pitzers team. And so uh, you obviously uh, come from a competitive and a playing uh, background as well, covering it. Um 
And uh, with Mike Wan, after being the commissioner of the LPGA Tour, now taking over at the USGA, glad to see his influence to uh, bring the women's championships to these famed venues. I don't. I think it's just the first of many to come, and uh, I know that they'll uh, they'll be back there at some point. Um, as for the play, great article on the background of Bailey Tardy. I can't imagine uh, many people outside of the uh, the SEC country uh, are familiar with that name. Um, again, uh, really a surprise to be up at the top of the leaderboard. Uh, share with everybody a little bit of her background and just uh, how much she's gone through to get to this point. Yeah, it's a wild story. So Bailey um, went to the University of Georgia. She's a bulldog, very proud bulldog. There are a lot of people in the crowd kind of <laughs> barking at her, which was awesome to hear. Um, but she has played on the Epson Tour the past three seasons. This is her first season on the LPGA. She's a rookie. And it was really grueling for her to get here. Um, on the Epson Tour, the way that you earn your LPGA Tour card is you come in the top ten on the money list. And the Epson Tour, for those people who don't know, is basically like the Corn Ferry Tour, but for the LPGA. So Bailey, um, in 2020, that was her first season on the Epson Tour. The Usually the top 10 players get in, but since it was COVID year, only five got in. She came in sixth place on the money list. Next year, went back to normal. She came in 11th out of 10. And then the year after that, she came in 12th. So she just barely was outside that bubble those three years. And then finally this fall, she actually played in Q Series and got through the LPGA that way. She was top 20. So she's had a couple of years of battling out there and it finally paying off. Um, even though her LPGA rookie season hasn't been going great, she's clearly kind of breaking through this week and says that kind of all aspects of her game are coming together at once. Um, she's been doing some awesome short game work with a new coach and she just absolutely bombs her driver. So that'll help you no matter what out here at Pebble. No question, and uh, it'll just be a matter of uh, gauging the win, obviously, after being the first one out yesterday. She'll be the last one out today, so we'll see how the conditions uh, change playing in the afternoon. Uh, she's up there. Uh, the names at the top of the leaderboard, uh, a few of them looking for their first uh, LPGA Tour wins. Um and so it's interesting to see Allison Corpus, another young American. Uh, the names that we had hoped to see there from the Americans, the Cordes sisters, Danielle King, Lexi Thompson, uh, continue to be further down the list uh, of those top American players in, in the household names. Uh, they have had a tough go of it this year. Some of it is related to injuries, but where, where are all the household names uh, here as we get into major season? Yeah, I think that's kind of what everyone is wondering, um, and there really isn't an explanation. Obviously, Nelly has been battling some back injuries, so you can kind of give her a pass for her recent play. It's, it's impressive that she got back out here so quickly, um, and she's she's not that far down the leaderboard. She could make a run at it for sure, especially if, if even par is kind of the score to beat today, and with, with the win picking up, it definitely could be. Um, but then you obviously have Rose saying, I mean, she's kind of taking over the American spotlight right now, I would say. Um, she's up there. She's in the, she's tied up for 11th right now, kind of, kind of under the radar that she's up there, even though she hasn't really gotten under par yet. But I mean, if, if Rose kind of gets a couple under today, get some birdies going, I think the, the American fans would be very pleased. 
And so it's it's going to make it interesting. This is obviously a Solheim Cup year. Interesting, Stacey Lewis, and then they reset the clock back-to-back in 2024. They'll be here in the United States. So she's got interesting decisions to make with her captain's picks. We saw Lilia Vu uh, win her for, for the first time earlier and got a major. Um, so we're seeing some of these younger Americans, obviously now with Rojang winning a tournament, getting her LPGA Tour status, she'll be available uh, what do you think Stacy's looking at, and if there's injuries uh, to to some of the players that are have already qualified points wise, what's she thinking about putting a Solheim Cup team together? Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I mean, obviously, I think they're going to they're going to keep those big names. They're the heart of the team: um, Nelly, Lexi, Jen Kupcho, Daniel King. But Lilia Vu is a really compelling member. She's up there in the standings for sure with winning a major. I mean, that'll do it for you. And she's played on Curtis Cup teams before. She's no stranger to team events. So I think she'll be an awesome addition. And Rosing, too. She played at the 2022 Curtis Cup um, and absolutely killed it, as she always does. So I think Stacey's already had conversations with Rose about playing and maybe got some fitting started for her uniforms even. So I think that it's safe to say um, – Rose has an awesome shot of making that team. Chatting here with Gabby Herzig covering golf for Sports Illustrated online at Gabby Herzig, H-E-R-Z-I-G. Um, the uh, the schedule has gotten quite odd for the LPGA. Their last tournament was a major as well. They had a week off in between. Obviously, it's a little different from, from the PGA Tour schedule that it's an international sort of schedule after this uh, they'll start to make their way back to Europe for the uh, the AIG Women's Open and then the Evian, the last two majors. Is there any been any discussion about the LPGA completely reconfiguring their schedule to make it a little bit more um, space out the majors a little bit and try to make it a little bit more manageable for everybody? Yeah, I don't know if there's been any discussion necessarily, but I think it's definitely a good thought. Um, having back-to-back majors with no event in between to kind of have players check in on their games and fine tune a little bit in competition mode is, is a little bit tough. Um, and it's obviously a grind mentally as well. Playing in a major is, is not like playing in any normal LPGA event, especially if you're contending. So going back to back weeks, kind of being in, under that um, stress can be a lot, but I think even in the men's schedule, people have been talking about how the majors feel kind of bunched up in the, in the early summer, so I wouldn't be surprised if players are thinking that as well and would like to see a little bit more of a spaced out schedule, especially with the time zone differences going to Europe and everything. It can be a lot uh, life on tour. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a really good thing to think about going forward. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if uh, the players uh, kind of speak up. Uh, obviously the conditions, the weather will be uh, a big factor as, uh, we see only six players, uh, in red numbers, uh, if they will come back to the group or if maybe Bailey or Allison Corpus, HJ Kim, can somebody, uh, in those red numbers, maybe put together a Saturday and run away with this thing. What are the conditions like? What are you expecting to see this weekend? Yeah, I think we can, you can kind of, I don't know if you can hear it, but I'm outside and the, the wind is definitely a little bit stronger today already here this morning. And I imagine it'll pick up this afternoon. So I don't know if we're going to see anyone run away with it and make a ton of birdies, like um, kind of like we saw with Bailey the first two days. But I am really curious to see how she plays the sixth and seventh holes today. She has 
eagled the six hole in back to back days. Um, and it would be so cool if she just kept that run going. Um, so that's something I'm looking forward to seeing today. And I also kind of, I haven't been able to kind of check out the seventh hole yet in competition. I was out there during the practice rounds, but I think it's going to be a good spot to sit at this afternoon and watch these, these girls fire at the pin um, with some really strong gusts coming off the Pacific. Yeah. It's uh it's one of, it's always the debate. Would you, if you only got to make one hole in one in your career, would it rather be seven at pebble or would it be 17 at TPC Sawgrass? Oh, that's such a good question. Or, or amen corner at Augusta. 12 at 12 <laughs> at, uh, yeah. At uh, yeah. Augusta. Uh, I, I mean, you can't really beat the views at Pebble, I would say. TPC I, is so cool with the Island Green, but I mean, I was I was genuinely like blown away when I saw that hole for the first time in person today. I kind of tweeted about that. I just expected to kind of be like, oh, I've seen this on TV a million times, but it was just completely different when you're actually standing <laughs> there and feeling the breeze and, and seeing it the whole kind of expansive view ahead of you uh a number of uh number of the women uh saying this is the first time they've really gotten to be out there and and play at pebble what uh in talking with them what's been kind of their amazement what has been maybe caught them by surprise more than they expected i think in general the women are so grateful to be out here um during the practice rounds you could kind of see everyone just soaking in everything in taking pictures laughing smiling families were out walking probably more than the average major i would say but um in terms of the course i think there's not really an lpga course that compares to pebble in terms of the green size so i think that's been a challenge for a lot of the women out here is is um approach shots and being super precise with where to miss the ball and honestly not really focusing too much on the pin sheets and the pin location if you fire at the middle of these greens um, you'll have a great shot at posting a really good score because you just want to hit the putt, like be on the putting surface and then you're kind of safe. So that's something that makes Pebble unique. And there aren't that many courses that the women play that can compare to it. Well, we look uh, at the leaderboard, uh, and so you start going down at even par. You have Inji Chun, Ayaka Faruri at plus one. You've got Rose Zhang, Charlie Hole, Maya Stark, Minji Lee, uh, ruining. Um, ruining yin who won uh the women's pga so who do you think of that crew has maybe the ability to to make a run uh and get near the top of the leaderboard going into sunday yeah i have my eye on allison Corpus. she is just so steady um and she's really locked in mentally and her swing is just so consistent so i can see her really hanging in there for sure and then leona mcguire i mean you can't you can't count out a uh, lady from Ireland at this place with the win and the condition. So I think she could be a name to watch for sure come Sunday. Well, it should be fun. I, too, uh, have been uh, glad to see uh, the women starting to play these courses like Baltus Raw and Pebble Beach and hope that their championships will be played on these grand stages uh, for years and years to come. Gabby Herzig, you can follow her on Twitter. She'll have stuff all throughout uh, the weekend. Great photos, great commentary uh, from her. We thank you so much again for taking a few minutes to join us here this morning. Have a great weekend. Hopefully we get a great finish on Sunday. 
Yes, agreed. Thank you so much for having me. All right, take care. Gabby Herzig there uh, taking us out again. Noon, the coverage picks up on KGW 8 today. Noon on Sunday, uh, they'll take you all the way through 6 p.m. or deeper. If there's a playoff, they need to go deeper on Sunday. And that will uh, do it for us today. Next week, again, I will be over in Bend. Very excited. Going to be at Tethro. And uh, looking forward to our guests that we will have joining us, telling you all about the course, opportunities uh, to head over there. We will talk to uh, Hunter Hidalgo, the director of golf, and Jen Gears, their sales and events manager. So thanks, everybody, to Tethro. We're looking forward to being with you next Saturday morning. That'll do it for us. Thanks again to Bruce Stewart as well as Gabby Herzig for joining us. Can't wait to see the U.S. Women's uh, Open. Uh, finish up at Pebble Beach. Center and Saint is up next for Will. I'm Jason. Hit him straight. Trying to make things a little less penal. How tight it is. You have an idea of how hard it's blowing. You had him on Thursday on his knees, pulled up the sack out on the sidewalk at the street and right. just see if you can aim it in there from the porch. It's not right. like he's just sitting around sleeping all day. <laughs> just somebody out there with a big wooden paddle. and. <laughs> you know how easy I am. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Peaches in Europe. Uh, hey, it's- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 